0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, January the 23rd, and boy, do we have a slate today in football and in basketball and, of course, our golf sweat for all of our high uh, lineups right now that we just need to finish strong with some good golfers. So it is an exciting day here at Coach Talk. Glad you could join me here for this podcast I'm going to go over all the games, man. We have 11 NBA games today, and we're covering all of it here on Coach Talk. We've got, for our members especially, or if you're going to become a member, just go to dfscoachtalk.com, can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for $10, and we would love to have you in our family. But we are covering all kinds of stuff today. Our football team uh, group with Andrew, Crash in Omaha, and Jet. They all have everything covered. We've got two games, single games. We got it all in NFL for lineups, and we're doing the same thing in the NBA today. We're covering all 11 games. We're doing a two-game early slate for DraftKings and FanDuel. We're also supplying lineups for the nine-game main slate on FanDuel and uh, DraftKings. I should have said DraftKings and FanDuel in the first one, but Yahoo's doing a little bit different. <clears throat> and we're also covering their main slate, which ends up being a seven game this evening. So if you play on any DraftKings fan Yahoo, we've got you covered for all of them. So no sense in delaying. We've got a super busy day, uh, crazy game last night in the NFL, some really good NBA finishes for us, had some guys uh, really step up. So We've got everything going today. Can't wait to to dive into all the sports. I'll be flipping channels like a maniac here, but uh, it's going to be fun. All right, let's dive in. We don't have any time to waste. I know everybody's time is precious with all this stuff going uh, on today. So 11-game slate. We're going to get right into it with the early game. There's two of them that make up that early slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. The first one is at 1 o'clock Eastern. It's the LA Clippers and New York Knicks. Knicks minus four, a paltry 206 total. Um, So definitely not uh, a fun game for DFS purposes. But when you have a little two-gamer, you got to make it work. So right now, designations, Clippers, uh, George out, Leonard out, Preston out. Clippers are 23 and 24, by the way. Knicks almost the same at 22 and 24. The question mark there that's important is Kemba Walker is questionable, and that is going to affect, obviously, the point guard rotation and the backcourt rotation overall for the Knicks. Cam Reddish is probable. So we're going to have our first Cam Reddish in Madison Square Garden. That should be fun. Uh, He gets to run with his Duke running mate, uh, R.J. Barrett. So interesting to see how much uh, run Reddish will get. Uh, I think Reddish was a great pickup for them. I'm excited to see how he does. Uh, Nerland's Noel is also questionable, and that is something uh again with that three man Robinson uh Gibson and Noel rotation. It's important to know if it's a, a three man rather than two man. Guys that are out are Archie and Rose. All right, as we look at this game here, <clears throat> we've got um 15th pace for the Clippers 27th for the Knicks so nothing uh very exciting there at all defensively uh Clippers are sixth and the Knicks are 13th now so some decent D again uh, not a game that we're going to dive all over certainly the second early game Boston Wizards looks a little bit better um so we'll see. A couple of things here. Mirkoff, he's been getting some decent run at 5-3. Marcus Morris is down to 6-3 because he hasn't been doing fantastic. Uh, Mark uh, Nicholas Batum uh, really stepped up for us the last time out. He's a, a, a cheap 5-5. And even if you go up to Reggie Jackson, it's 6-2. So they've remained extremely cheap. Uh, nobody really knows who to play or who to fade with the Clippers. On a given night, uh, they're all cheaps from their starting. What's amazing here is even if you go into the bench with Mann, Kennard, Bledsoe, even Boston or Hartenstein, they've gotten that's nine guys. The highest priced guy is Marcus Morris at 6'3, all the way down to a 4.1 Terrence Mann. So if you want some value on this two game slate, Grabbing uh the, the right clipper is probably a good move. I think you're you know, Batum, Morris, Jackson would be my first three, but I've got a feeling coffee may step up a little today. So possibility of going there. All right, Knicks again. If Walker's out, it's more Alec Burks or Amon quickly. If Walker's in, six one, maybe, um, but you know, not the best price but I think that he'd have to be considered. Fournier's boomer bust at 5'4", not uh, the first place I go to, but he's definitely worth a GPP shot. RJ Barrett's been solid, but he is up to 7'6", so he's a legit mid-range price guy, but he has been tough. and uh, I'm just interested to see how he and Reddish are going to work off of each other. Reddish is only 4'7", so he's worth a chance, but we don't know if he's going to play... 10 minutes or 30 minutes? I mean, we really don't. And I've looked everywhere for coach speak, beat writer stuff. He's definitely going to play, but they have not indicated what that rotation is going to really look like. Um, Julius Randle, if you want to go all the way up to 9-5, he has shown signs of life lately, but he has struggled and been booed a little bit even in Madison Square from time to time big surprise there that with the tough New York fans, but a lot of uncertainty in that game. Uh, Not my favorite, but I, you know, I think having some, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, I can't think of the word. I guess it's just my brain is too jumbled up and excited with all these sports coming up. Um, But Exposure that's all I'm trying to think of. A little exposure in this game for the Knicks, uh, I think is smart. All right, game two Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards, Boston minus one and a half, 215 and a half total, 108.5 implied for Boston, uh, 107 implied for Washington. So there you go, between 101 from the Clippers, 105 from the Knicks, 107 from Washington, 108 and a half for Boston. So nothing. Dives out in this early slate to say, okay, that's that's the place to go. So it's uh, it's an interesting. I'll, I'll I'm honestly I'm going to be going a little light on this two game slate uh, with all the other good opportunities today. Boston's twenty three and twenty four. Washington twenty three and twenty three. Uh, Marcus Smart probable uh, and Naismith probable. Bol bowl is out no changes for the Wizards. They're good to go. So really both teams uh, at full strength here, uh, which which makes it really a little bit even tougher uh, for us in DFS. Uh, As far as statistically, we've got Boston 25th in pace, Washington 23rd. So maybe even a little worse than the first game. Uh, Boston's fifth in defense and Washington is 21st. So yeah, like I say, tough call here. You got your two payup options that are the two best, I think, on this short slate. And that's Jalen Brown at nine or Jason Tatum at 10-1. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tough call. Who is KCP gonna guard? I think he'll probably guard Tatum. So or Brown, he, he could switch back and forth. So there's no slam dunk there, but uh, I think that more than likely, um, he's going to start out on Tatum. Kyle Kuzma is back after the one game out for the neck issue. So a little danger there. If that neck flares up, he's 8K. Um, Now you've got all this turmoil of who's going to play center minutes. They're trying to play Gafford, Harrell, and Thomas Bryant. So it is uh, not DFS conducive for me. I eventually hope Thomas Bryant just takes that position over and uh, we can start plugging him him in. He's only 3-2, so if you think he's going to get a big run here, it's definitely risky, but if he can just get to 25 minutes at some point here, uh, 25-30, to he's going to be a slam dunk play for sure. Uh, Bradley Beal at 8-8, not particularly the spot I want to go with the tough defense from Brown and Tatum. Dinwiddie's a little too high for me now at 6-5. Uh, although he can produce, just a, a little bit of a limited ceiling there. Uh, so really, you know, more more looking at uh, a, a cheaper play like Pope or a, a gamble play like Bryant. Beals um, a little much. So more likely a Boston side here, and it's not going to be an easy group to fill out for that uh, early slate. But hopefully that gives you at least a little feel of the numbers. Uh, and what we can expect. All right, let's get into the real deal here. This These nine game uh, full slates here, main slates, start at 6 p.m. Eastern, our regular Sunday time, and it's on DraftKings and FanDuel, and there's some great contests for this nine gamer. So let's dive in. Uh, by the way, uh, in that early slate, the Knicks are on the first night of a back-to-back. The other three are on an island game. In this first game, we have the Chicago Bulls on the first game of a back-to-back. Everybody else on the slate, we don't even have to mention it. They're all on an island game. So the Bulls, first night of a back-to-back. They're playing at Orlando. Chicago's only a three-point favorite, which is sort of shocking. Uh, 109 implied and uh, for Chicago, 106 for Orlando. 215 is the total. So Chicago minus three. We know they're missing some guys, but uh, that is a small spread for uh, Orlando team that is eight and 39. Chicago is 28 and 16. Here's a ton of guys out here. For Chicago, Ball, Caruso, Green, Jones, Levine, and Williams. For Orlando, questionable tag on Ross. Uh, I'm counting them out as of right now. And then MCW out, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Moore, all out. So we definitely have a, a, you know, some things to, to look through here uh, real quickly. Chicago 16th in pace, Orlando 13th, so they're in the middle of the pack. Defensively, both teams below average. 19 for Chicago, they've been getting murdered lately. And 25 for Orlando, so not good defensively. And, you know, like I say, they've been getting murdered. That's why Vegas has them only a three point favor. Uh, it's still a hard one to to swallow, but they're digging deep <laughs> for the guys after Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan, and Vukovic. Uh, there's a combination of Dasunmu, Cook, Thomas, Brown Jr., McKinney. Those are the guys. I mean, somebody's going to have to fill in those spots, but I, if this game, if Vegas is right and it stays in single digits, you know, I think that the guys in play without question are Kobe White at 6-3, DeMar DeRozan, who's one of my favorite plays on the slate at 8-9, and then Nikola Vukovic, who I have not gone too much, but he's 9-1. And those three guys in a close game are going to get massive usage, uh, you know, without Levine and Crusoe and company. I mean, these guys are going to get, uh, and Ball, uh, they're going to get a lot of usage. So I like the Chicago side a lot. I'm going to be on them. On the Orlando side, if it does stay close, my good old buddy Cole Anthony, I had been off of him the last week or so, but he's down to 6'4". He was way up there one uh, here not that long ago. Uh, I think he deserves a mention. Uh, I'm interested in him. We're seeing a big jump from Jalen Suggs. Uh, he's starting to really produce, get more shots up. And I think he's definitely in play at 5'5. Uh, after that, you know, you've got your Franz Wagner opportunity at 5'3, but he slowed down a little bit. Wendell Carter Jr. at 6'7 can definitely get there. And Mo Bamba, you know, hard to trust. He had that. Insane half where he had uh, 28 real points, seven threes, but he's just been hit or miss. Uh, and he's at five four. Uh, their bench, if Ross plays or not, will affect the bench a bit, you know. But they're not bad off the bench with Okiki at uh, and Lopez, Mo Wagner, etc. So for me, I, I do like this game. I'll have probably, uh, definitely looking at DeRozan and White. And uh, those two could make my lineup. Um, and then on the Orlando side, I think you really have to take a long look at Anthony and Suggs. So even though it's only a 215 total, this could have uh, a big impact uh, on our slate here at Coach Talk. All right, the other six o'clock game Portland Trailblazers. There's actually three of them Portland Trailblazers, Toronto Raptors. Toronto favored by eight, 213 total, 102.5 Portland. One ten and a half Toronto. Um, as far as where they stand right now, Portland's 19 and 26. Toronto, 22 and 21. So uh, interesting. Portland sort of mailing it in. <clears throat> I also saw uh, something from Lillard uh, where he was stating if they're playing for a lottery position, uh, he's, he doesn't want to come back. He'll sit the rest of the season. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. Um, as far as who's in and out, Nazir Little questionable, uh, Dennis Smith uh probable. Oh, Nazir Little's been changed to probable. So Little and Smith more than likely gonna play. The guys that are out, Lillard, Nance, Powell, and Zeller. For Toronto, Birch, Dragic, and Johnson are out. So a couple things to look at here. We've got a uh, poor pace for Portland at 20th. Toronto at 28th, so not a fast-paced game. That's why we have got that 213 number. Defensively, though, Portland's 28th. They've been terrible. Toronto, 15th, uh, right in the middle of the pack. Playable guys here all over the place. Simons at 7'3", McCullum at 7'5". He's really getting back into the swing of things. Both playable. Nazir Little can throw a nice game on the board, but I'm going to be avoiding him uh, with Ananobi defense, uh, Covington, Nurkic, same thing. Not thrilled. I, I prefer the guards here from the Portland side. Toronto, you've got you know all their guns back, and they're using they use them big minutes. Fred vleet leads the league in minutes. He's at eight eight. Uh, he can be considered. It's just my concern with uh, the usage splitting up because Trent's back, Ananobi's back, Barnes, Siakam. And then they're using Boucher and Achua decently off the bench. That's really the seven guys they've been playing. So there is some value here. Trent's only 4'8". Achua's only 4'5". Boucher is up to 6'1", so bordering on difficult to play. Siakam at 9'2", a little too pricey. I wasn't impressed with him last go-around. Scotty Barnes at 6'4", though, definitely gets my interest. Only problem with that is he's probably going to get Robert Covington defense, and he he can definitely lock down a rookie guy like Barnes. So more more interest towards Van Vliet, Trent Nanobi, But I think this game, uh, even though it's a, a, a lousy two thirteen, I think I'm going to have a, a guy here, or or maybe one off from both sides. So it's going to be a bit contrarian, you know. But we have a lot of low totals today. We just have two monstrosity of totals where most people are going to be stacking those two games. Now, I'm going to have some people from those games, but of course, but I think I'm going to be scattering in. That was my initial builds here, uh, cherry picking a guy from different games here with low totals. Still, you know, the matchup looks great. I mean, granted, yeah, it's, it may be 20 points less of a total. Uh, and I get that. And it is very important. Uh, but you still you grab the right guy, then and it really can pay off for you. All right. Uh, we, uh, we have another six o'clock game. So I was wrong. There's actually uh, th- uh, three of them. Okay. No, I think I said three. Uh, Lakers and Miami Heat. Miami minus two and a half. Uh, Lakers uh, have a 106 and a half total. And Heat 109. It's a 215 and a half total altogether. Miami, that's slight two and a half point uh, favoritism. And LeBron in in Miami, that's always uh, a fun outing for everybody. That should be a highly watched game and a, and a very interesting game. As far as designations, LeBron's gonna play. I will not even need to say this probable nonsense. The big news, though, is Anthony Davis, he is questionable. It sounds like he was trending to play. If he does play, I'm not going to go there, obviously, with his high price, and I'm sure he's going to be on a minutes restriction. But it does change things as far as uh, you know the rest of the squad usage and everything else, uh, including LeBron. Uh, so we need that news. It's very important. Uh, D- Dumbuyu and Nun remain out. For Miami, P.J. Tucker, questionable. The guys out are Hero, Lowry, Morris, Akpala, and Oladipo. So the starting backcourt for Miami uh, still remains on the shelf. Um, statistically, Lakers sixth pace, Miami has slipped down to 30th. They're now the slowest pace team in the league. Makes sense. They just slow it down, iso ball, and then just play defense like crazy. That's the Miami way. And then as far as defense that we were just mentioning, um, Miami is, where is Miami on here? Seventh, the Lakers are 16th. So good D on that side. Lakers in the middle of the road. Can look at a lot of guys here. First of all, you know, LeBron is 11-2, big price up. Davis, if he plays 9-8, not a consideration for me but would probably take enough away from LeBron that he wouldn't be my pay-up option at 11-2. And we know how good of defense that Miami plays. After that, just nobody else jumps up. Russ still way overpriced for what he's produced. Um, Always a threat, but not going to go there. You know, you've got decent prices on the rest of them, but just nobody jumps out that uh, is worth playing on this big of a slate. It's a little different on the Miami side. You have a good price, Gabe Vincent at one, Duncan Robinson at 4K for the minutes he's going to get, Caleb Martin at 4'5", I mean, those three guys, and Max Struess at four seven. So you've got four cheap guys, any with the potential to get good minutes and, and step up. So uh, good value plays all around there. Um, the two pay up guys both deserve mention. Jimmy Butler at eight, seven, of course, uh, is always a great play. You know, he's going to get up for a game like this. Uh, I think he's, uh, priced right and definitely interested in Jimmy. Bam out of bio at seven, eight. I like him. Uh, I like him. He's playing well. He seems back full deal. Uh, but he is getting uh, backup minutes for Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman and maybe a little bit from Save. and I can't believe they just shut him right out of pretty much most of the rotation with how great he was playing, but, uh, you know, Bam's, the, the thing with him is if Davis plays, even though he's just back a bit, uh, I think that his defense is tough. I think they, they do play him or Dwight Howard, or, you know, they'll go bigger against Bam at times, so, Really, my focus, if I'm going to pay up, is Butler and then on the cheap value plays uh, from there. All right, now we move on from the 6 o'clock game. We've actually got a 7 o'clock game. It's the Atlanta Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte's favored by 3.5. It's a 235. Yes, you heard it. 235 total. Two teams that cannot spell the word the defense. Uh, It is Charlotte minus three and a half, 235, 115.75 Atlanta, 119.25 for Charlotte. So we have two busting that 115 number, and that's usually a giant highlight circle that game type of scenario. And it makes perfect sense here. Um, Let's take a look, a couple things on the who's in and out. Atlanta comes in by the way twenty and twenty five five games below five hundred. Charlotte twenty six and twenty, uh, playing playing good ball. Kevin Herter's questionable and Danilo Gallinari questionable. That's important because they take a lot of minutes in that rotation for Atlanta. That would elevate some other guys because Bogdanovich is out. So we need that Herter news because that really helps guys like uh, DeAndre Hunter and even solidifies Trey Young with even more uh, minutes at the guard spot. For uh, Charlotte, we have one guy out. That's Jalen McDaniels. So let's take a look here. Defense, uh, 29th and 24th. So you have two of the bottom six defensive teams in the entire league. Just got to dive all over that. As far as pace, Atlanta's 22nd. So that's not great, but Charlotte's fourth. So big pace up game for Atlanta. All kinds of possibilities here. You know, Trey Young at 10-3 makes sense in a game like this. Although he might get Terry Rogier. Scary Terry can defend. So I don't know if I want to go to 10-3, but you have to have exposure here. This game is just too big. Uh DeAndre Hunter is a great play at 5-1. If Herter's in or out, I like Hunter. If Hunt- Herder's out. Hunter's going to be uh, 100% lock and load play for me. Uh, John Collins is fairly priced at 6'9", but he gets Miles Bridges' defense, and he is defending this year. Uh, the Capella, 7'3". I know he came back the last game. He'll get more minutes. Sort of eliminates uh, like an oh, Okongwu or anything like that. Um, if Gallinari sits, it definitely lightens the bench there. You may get some minutes from 3-7 DeLon Wright or 3-2 Lou Williams, but I think focusing on Young, Hunter, and Collins possibly, uh, and then if if Herter's in without restrictions at 5-2, he's playable as well. On the Charlotte side, I think you have some great chances here as well. LaMelo Ball at 8-2 is definitely in my player pool. Terry Rozier's a Drifted up to 7-7, so a little worried there. Um, Gordon Hayward at 6-2 has a tendency to be a little bit um, inconsistent and not sure at 8-3 if Miles Bridges is the best payup option. But like I say, I, w- I want some exposure to this game. Oubre off the bench at 5-1 seems like a, a great bargain. Uh, if he can get enough minutes, uh, I think he's he's a terrific play. So that's about it there. Get a cherry pick, maybe spend up for a couple of guys. Uh, certainly a key game on the slate. All right, we have a seven o'clock game now, the second one uh, that is Philadelphia 76 or San Antonio Spurs. Philly minus 2 220 and a half total 111.25 implied for Philly 109.25 uh, implied for the San Antonio Spurs. Philly's 26 and 19. The Spurs are 17 and 29. A lot of guys out for Philly. Curry, Green, Milton, Simmons, and Thibel. For San Antonio, just Zach Collins remains out. He's been out all year. Um, interesting game here. Tough one to figure. Philly's 29th in pace, but San Antonio's 8th. So nice pace up game for Philly. Uh, And then on the defensive side, they're middle of the pack, 14th and 18th, respectively. Uh, Do you spend up for Embiid at 11K or DeJounte Murray at 10-2? I mean, both guys have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know, though, the game script here, uh, you know, the, the grit and grind a bit, you know, by the Sixers in the ISO ball is a little bit tough. Embiid's been more dominant than any player, even more than the Joker, this last week. He's just been out of his mind. And, uh, but 11k is a lot to play, uh, a lot to pay. I know you'll get Jakob Pertl and then they'll throw some, some, uh, Eubanks at him, and uh, maybe even a Hernan Gomez sighting just to beat him up a little bit. But, uh, I've got to consider Embiid at 11. But he's not going to be a first first option for me at this point. Uh, Other options for uh, Sixers, their their backcourt is just devastated. So Tyrese Maxey at 6'2 has to be a huge consideration. He may play 40 minutes plus. Isaiah Joe, if you want to roll the dice, he's a min 3K and should get good minutes. So he could be the guy that makes you, you know, allows you to pay up for a second stud. Uh, Furcan Corkmass too. R- uh, risky, but he's only 4K. If he gets hot from three, he can pay off in a heartbeat. And then, you know, Tobias Harris, he's such an all-around good player uh, at 7-2. He's in my crosshairs here today just because, you know, he'll get his assist ratio goes up with uh, some of these other guards off the floor. And, you know, he's he's got that good all-around game that that can really contribute. So, uh, definitely interested in, in some uh, Philadelphia guys as well. The bench not not worth uh, worth it for me on this big of a slate. Uh, Dejounte Murray at 10-2. I mean, I say this every day, but <laughs> he's a great play. He could get a triple double, but I'm probably not going to roster him. I don't know why. I, it always comes down to that. It seems like, but he's so expensive. I'm just always afraid, you know, that the Spurs are going to do something weird or Pop's going to, you know, not play him full run or, the, you know, it's only a two point spread though. So, I mean, I more power to you if you want to go there, just probably not going to go all the way up to Murray today. But I do think he's a, he's a fine play. Derek White getting back into the conversation in the last couple of games at six, two. And then after that, you know, Pertle at six, six, generally a decent play, but not head to head with Embiid. Uh, I think Embiids too good of a defender and it makes a situation where Pirtle could get in foul trouble. So sort of, you know, white mid-range Murray, if you want to really get after it. And then uh some of the value on the Philly side, I think, are the smart ways to go. All right. Now we move on to a 730 game. It's the Memphis Grizzlies and Dallas Mavericks. Dallas is favored by four. It's a 218 total. This should be a really good game. Uh memphis 107 dallas 111 implied. as far as in and out for memphis we've got a questionable tag on steven adams so that is very important to this game sorry coffee drink thank you much better so steven adams and brandon clark both are questionable so if that's the case Man, that's that's going to really make them uh, thin inside and it's going to force our hands probably to play Jaron Jackson. Um, And uh, that may be a a good way to go. Um, We just need to see if those two guys are both going to be out because it does uh, switch things up a little bit. Um, Out is Kenny Anderson and we've got uh, Kyle Anderson, Kenny Anderson. That's a quarterback for the Bengals like 30 years ago. Wow. I guess I watched too much Bengals yesterday, but I don't know. Only only the older group would know Kenny Anderson, for God's sakes. Uh, oh, also, I think he was a point guard for the Nets. Wasn't was that Kenny Anderson went to Georgia Tech? Anyway, I completely uh, off, off kilter here. I believe he was. All right, Kyle Anderson is out. Uh, Bain out and Brooks out and Tyus Jones. So definitely shorthanded. The only guy out for Dallas is Sterling Brown. So uh, Lucas says he's fine. His neck's okay, blah, blah, blah. So stats wise, Memphis seventh in pace, Dallas 24th. So pace up for the Mavs. Defensively though, this is the conundrum we're in. Eighth for Memphis, Dallas is fourth. But in the last two months, so good sample size, they are number one and number two defensively in the league. So that definitely makes me not want to pay up for the big guys, but they could go off. I mean, Ja at 9-6 and Luka at 10-7. You could see a duel here, you know, of epic proportions back and forth. But I don't know, man. The the pace overall, the defense, it's going to be tough. I think this game is going to feel like a playoff game. Very excited for it because these two teams are battling for the division, and you know Dallas beat them the other day in Memphis. So this is going to be a, a s- stoked up game, which doesn't always mean the offenses go off. Usually, it means the defenses tighten up. So. I don't know if I'm going to go Morant or or Doncic. It's very uh, you know luring, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I prefer some of the the value Conchar at four four, Zyre Williams at three seven. I think maybe GPP ish, but possibly last man in in cash as a value play to make it work. And then we just need to know what the news is. If Adams is out, Jackson is in, is a huge play. If both Adams and Clark are out. Jackson 100 percent lock, as long as the damn guy doesn't get in foul trouble. Um, and then, you know, if if either Adams or Clark are in or out, then we can we can consider them as well. Uh after that, uh not don't want to go much deeper. Uh Melton at 4-8 off the bench has been decent, but not enough on a slate like this with uh Conchar basically playing uh over top of him. Um, On the Dallas side, you know, of course, Luka 10-7. Brunson's 6-4 now, so it's getting a little more realistic. He was way up in the mid-7s. Considering him, he's been playing well, and I I don't think they have a good matchup for him in the backcourt, so Brunson back and play for me. Um, After that, though, you know, you can pay up for Porzingis. He's 7-4, and uh, not a bad price. I mean, especially if the Grizzlies... Um, Front court is shorthanded, so um, keeping an eye on Porzingis at a fair mid-range price of 7.4 and want that news on the Grizz. Um, Another guy, Xavier Tillman Sr. at 3.1. Maybe dial him up if Adams and Clark are out because he'll definitely be in that rotation. So interesting game. I definitely want to have some guys here but I'm not going to overdo it. I respect the way those two defenses have just been so good. All right. We've got four games left, two or three games left, two eight o'clock and an eight 30. So there's no late West coast games today uh, that are playing super late. Golden state is on the West coast as we know, but that game is at eight 30. They're playing it earlier. Um, so and, yeah, very interesting uh, slate here tonight. And it's going to be compact, not spread out as far as far, you know, according to this main slate uh, early uh, times, game times. A um, couple things. If you're watching right now on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, give us a little comment. anything, two words, whatever. That combination really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. While you're at it, hit the little alarm in the upper corner. That little bell will alert you every time one of our podcast posts. We've got, uh, you can check out right now if you're playing the final round of the PGA. Our PGA podcast is up for the week. If you're playing NFL, obviously everybody's playing NFL today. Awesome podcast up for that. And then uh, we put our NBA podcast up seven days a week in front of the paywall. So we'd love if you'd uh, support us even on audio podcasts. If you're listening anywhere, podcast can be heard. Quick five stars, make a comment. At the end of the month, which is coming up pretty fast, uh, we will draw for a full one-week membership uh, at Coach Talk. Check us out. We'd love to have you. We're hot. Today's going to be a huge day for us. Even if you try us out for three days for 10 bucks or any of our memberships that we have on there, we would love to have you join the best family in the industry of DFS dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for everything right there. All right. The first eight o'clock game, Detroit Pistons, Denver Nuggets. We've got our, our biggest threat for blowout here of any game on the slate. Uh, Denver's favored by 11 and a half. It's a 217 and a half total. 103 implied for Detroit, uh, 114 and a half for the Denver Nuggets. Detroit comes in 11 and 34. Denver at 23 and 21. Killian Hayes, questionable. uh, Livers, probable. And then the guys that are out Garza, Grant, Jackson, and Olinick has now entered protocol after just coming back one game. For Denver, questionable on Jeff Green, uh, who had a real nice game the other day. And then the other Jay Green on the. Team. Jermichael Green, also questionable. So we have two guys with the name Jay Green, both questionable for Denver. See if that doesn't mess you up. Kanchar's out, and Murray is out for the Denver Nuggets. All right, the question here is, is it a joker day? He is a big, fat 12-2 but he's the Joker and it's against an undersized Isaiah Stewart and company. But there's the big, you know, conundrum again. We'll use that as the word of the day. Do you play the Joker and expect him to get enough minutes if the game blows out? It is a risk at 12-2. He could break the slate with one of his famous 85-90 burgers. Um, so that's the the million-dollar question. I haven't made that decision yet. I'm still on the fence. I'm gonna ride that out a little bit, catch some of this other news, and see how that filters out because I do want to have a lot of uh, salary for this next game after this. Um, as far as the numbers go in this game, Detroit's 11th in pace, Denver 26. We know they play slow, but neither team anything to write home about defensively. 23rd and 20, so it does make you know for some interest. Kate Cunningham at 76 price is prices. Back up there again, uh, but he's playing good ball. Diallo's some, somewhat and Bay, a little too risky. They've sort of flattened out a little bit after playing great. Uh, if Hayes sits, Corey Joseph jumps into play at 4 um, 9, but really not anything I want to fly to uh, on that side of the ball. For Denver, again, you know, you go to the Joker, you're good to go. Uh, but there are some guys priced decently here Aaron Gordon at 6 4. I think is a terrific play, especially if green sits because any residual rebounds and uh, those kinds of stats that uh, are grabbed by green and some of the other bigs, you know, I think those fall to Gordon. I mean, Joker's always going to get his, but Gordon can get those secondary and he's been playing well. He hit that uh, game winning three the other day from the corner playing with some confidence. I think he's a nice play. Um, Barton's always tempting because he's cheap. He's 6K now. Monte Morris, I don't trust at 4.8 now that you're getting, you know, uh, some Highland at 3.7, some Composo at 3.9. Forbes is the new guy now at 3. one. So really for me, it's buy up to the Joker or uh, look at Gordon as a nice mid-range uh, plug-in or Barton is playable uh, and Cunningham on the other side. So maybe some exposure there, but not a lot. All right, here's the game of the day as far as statistically, total, all the fun numbers. We've got uh, Minnesota minus three, their favorite over Brooklyn. It's a 236.5 total, so we got a nice big one here. 116.75 for Brooklyn, 119.75 for Minnesota. So you're going to have a ton of people gravitating to this game, and it's understandable that they are. Brooklyn's 29 and 16. The Timberwolves are 520. I'm sorry. They're one game under 22 and 23. Claxton questionable. We know he's dead to us here at coach talk. Uh, We won't get into that though, but he's questionable. Durant Harris and Millsap are out for Minnesota. Two questionable tags. One important Patrick Beverly questionable. McLaughlin questionable. So, do you spend, you open up the vault and spend all the money on this game? Certainly, James Harden, phenomenal pay up play at 11 7. But is Patrick Beverly going to play or not? Because we know he can harass Harden a little bit, give him a little bit of trouble. Uh, need to know if Beverly's in before I make the final decision uh, on Harden. Kyrie Irving can play because the game's in Minnesota, but he's up to 9 4. But uh, I, I really think this is a good spot for Irving. I think he's, uh, they don't have anybody to defend him. Um, you know, especially if Beverly's out, you know, then they're really scrambling defensively. I think Irving is a good play and you save 2.3 K uh, if you go from Harden to Irving, but both awesome plays. Uh, secondary guys, Patty Mills, Kessler Edwards, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge, especially if Claxton doesn't play. Claxton's out. That brings Dayron Sharp into the rotation at 4-4. But LaMarcus at 5-4, I think, is much safer. So uh, some great possibilities on the net side. Minnesota has their guns, their regular lineup. If Beverly plays, it'll be Beverly, Russell, Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Towns. And those guys, you know, Russell, Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Towns can Score the ball, can get the fantasy points, can get those DFS numbers for you. Even Vanderbilt, he's only five six, but Edwards is all the way down to seven one. He hasn't been as dominant, but at seven one, that's a dude that can break the slate. Cat at nine three, much more fair price on him in a big up tempo game. Uh, definitely very interested him in center in this game. He's been over ten uh, quite some, you know, for quite some time. So a lot of interest in Carl Anthony Towns, one of my favorites, uh, uh, on the slate, D'Angelo Russell fair at eight K. Uh, so again, you know, lots of possibilities here. You don't get a whole lot of cheap ones though. So you have to pick your spots. If, if the game started in five minutes, I'd probably have Kyrie and, uh, Kat, but a lot of different possibilities here. Uh, Wouldn't go into the benches. I don't think it's necessary. A great tempo game. Questionable defense. Go for it. All right, last game, 830. Weird that it's only 830 game. Golden State's favored by four and a half against the Utah Jazz. And we know Golden State's been bizarre lately with their games. It's a 221 total, 108.25 for the Jazz and one twelve point seven five for the Warriors. So this is a really uh, interesting game, a bit of a statement game from these two teams. Utah's thirty and sixteen, Golden State's thirty three and thirteen. Uh, they've had some difficulties of late. Um, probable for Utah Bogdanovich, so that's important. Questionable for Gobert. That's very interesting. Be I would be surprised if Gobert sits here. To be honest with you, but. He is listed as questionable. Also questionable Forrest and Whiteside. So if they're missing Gobert and Whiteside, it's it's a whole different ballgame. So we need that news. It's very important. And also uh, Donovan Mitchell still out with concussion protocol scenario. So that's a killer that they don't have Mitchell. But still, uh, this should be a really competitive game because Golden State doesn't have Draymond Green. So Uh, no Iguodala either which hurts and Wiseman so uh, certainly you know maybe not a precursor to the matchup they could be in the playoffs especially without uh, Mitchell and then with without Green but still an important game one I expect some some guys to really step up in Utah's 14th in pace Golden State 12th so middle of the pace but we have two top 10 defenses Utah 10th Golden State first so you know, gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, wariness here of, of where you want to go and how many players you want. Uh, Conley at 6-2, reasonable. Ingles, if he's in that starting lineup at 4-5, makes some sense. Bogdanovich shot the ball well well at 6-3. Uh, obviously, we need to know the situation with Gobert. If he's in, if he's in, does he have, uh, you know, no restrictions, is Hassan available to back him up at 5-3? That's just imperative to, to make some final decisions uh, on the Utah side. If happens to be, for example, that Gobert and Whiteside are out, then all of a sudden Rudy Gay, and Royce O'Neill, those guys all become in play. So uh, let's wait for that news and see uh, what we can have, uh, where we can find some value on that uh, Jazz side. For the Warriors, big pay up. 10-9 for the uh, Curry, uh, you know, we know he can break a slate in a heartbeat. We also know he's had some struggles shooting the ball lately. So, uh, you know, if you look at the last week or two, uh, so 10-9 is a big ask here, but certainly uh, always can, uh, you know, go that route and just hope he has one of his red hot three games. Klay Thompson still not right yet. Of course, he's been out forever. But he's playing decent enough at 5'6", to get my attention. I'd consider him. Andrew Wiggins fared 6'3", but with Curry and Thompson in there, his usage has gone way down. Uh, Otto Porter at 5'5", also a sneaky guy that you can get in that can get there. Uh, But with O'Neal defense, not my first spot to go. Uh, Looney Pool, Payton, Damian Lee, Kaminga, all those guys are decent. And they're all like four or five K, but I'm just not going to go that deep on uh, a slate like this against a good Utah team uh, that that does slow the ball down. So, all right, that is it, my friends. What a busy, crazy slate! Can't wait to get in there and uh, and just dive in. Sweating the golf's going to be a blast. Uh, all this NFL action, and then of course all these different slates in the NBA. So. We'd love to have you join us. Appreciate everybody listening in. Go to dfscoachtalk.com to join us. And uh, uh, I will be back again tomorrow. It's a small slate, only four games tomorrow. So uh, you want to check that out uh, for sure. I'll have my podcast here that we normally do at Coach Talk. Also, tomorrow I'm going to be doing a little collaboration with a friend of ours in the industry, Gundacker. I don't know if you know Gundacker from his run sports site, and he does some stuff on Awesomo. Uh, but I'm going to guest uh, appearance on his show uh, live tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon, somewhere in the 2, 2.30 range, so that'll be a live stream. Uh, we'll uh, tweet that out, and we'll also put that information on uh, our Discord, and then uh, Gundacker's going to join us uh, later this week to do one of our podcasts. So helping each other out. We're all trying to grow our channels and, and get winners out there to the people. So, uh, and looking forward to that uh, tomorrow. So, thank you very much for spending this time. I know it's a uh, precious time with so much going on. I uh, really appreciate all of you joining in, and we'll definitely be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.